Welcome to What's Glup? Glup Shippo edition. I'm Candice, and I am doing this side spinoff podcast from What's Glup. What's Glup with Katrina Dennis will be back this summer. But right now, I am with my fellow Waffle Norhal. Hey, Norhal. Hello there. Hi. Yes, and this is the first episode of Glup Shippo, which is we're talking about our favorite Star Wars relationships. And it seemed timely at least to talk about Norhal's current favorite ship because the Mandalorian season three just finished and Norhal who is your ship okay I chose a Dimbo but it's been called Dimbo is Bo-Katan and Dinjarin of yes. course yeah so it has received a name a number of different titles like Dimbo, Boating, Bo-Katan if you're in Latin American Asia, Asia so yeah it's but it's basically them together yeah so when did you start shipping Bowden, Dimbo, Din and Bo-Katan? I have to be honest, and it was the first, in, since chapter 11 and the Hires. In the Ares. The Ares. Yeah, the yeah so in, in season two. So the moment I saw that episode, it's like, hey, I chipped it. I chipped it. And obviously it was, season two, it was just Din interacting with different characters. So yeah, it could be like either or, but of course, season three gave us a lot of material for them so a lot yeah. of material yeah i rewatched it and i tried to watch it through the lens of a shipper because honestly i got in the dimbo ship this season two mostly because norhals aren't they cute and i'm like yeah <laughs> like what if they kiss it would be cute anyway yeah she gets in his personal space a lot in that episode and she, it, i don't know if it's katie katie has chemistry with everyone really and so does yeah. pedro even though it's not Pedro usually in the suit, but like she's like looking at him and getting bright in his face. And I'm like, kiss. 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 Yes, yes I do. Because what sh- shipping's all about. It's what if these two attractive characters kiss? That would be amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what about the two of them makes them shippable? I'm creating a new word for this spinoff. Shippable. Shippable. I like that. And I am just going back a little bit when the things, the scenes from the eyes of a cheaper on season two and of course season three, I thought the first interaction gave us a lot of, of material because the way the camera focuses on her pulling him out of the water, it reminisces seeing the Dean was saved by the Mandalorians when he was younger. Ah. So yeah. I was like, was that an intentional setup? Like, hey, she's going to mean something for the story of Dan or what? And, but I think their interactions, like you said, from the beginning, it, they're so natural. And at, the, at first you could see some kind of like the way she was treating him. like Tension. There was some tension there. There right? was some tension from the beginning. And of course, you think that they were reluctant allies and how the dark saber could bring conflict conflict between them what we saw the season two finale but i love how the relationship moved towards maybe partners okay let's not be chipping here but all the interactions from season three we see that both are the the both of them could pre- bring a balance because they come from different backgrounds they are two different types of mandalorians she's royalty pretty much on the mandalorian He's a foundling. And, but they, I think that they balance each other's weaknesses, as we saw in 
what they have learned from each other. So for example, we see that Dean has learned from Bo that there's not only one kind of Mandalorian way to be, whereas Dean was helped her. And we saw it on season three, how she started. She was in a depression, like sulking on her throne. And she, and he helped her renew her faith and self-confidence. And not only from through the episodes, also how in the Guns Were Hired episode, he's giving him, giving her the pep, pep talk and also the pledge. Ah, that was, that's what got me. That's yeah. what got me. I was like, oh, I'm on the ship, too. And going back to what no, you wait, said. No, wait, that's a train. Exactly. No, but it's also being portrayed by two actors as hot, like Pedro and Katie. It influences a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, you can find the press that didn't beat the bimbo allegation. Mm-hmm. They were interacting. It's, there's a lot of things that could make them chippable from a point of view. Something I found, like, very interesting like going into season three is she doesn't want to fight Din, even though she's obsessed with this dark saber at that point. And like her entire like night owls like left her because she didn't have the dark saber, but she's, I'm not going to fight him. I don't want to. She says that's throughout. She's willing to kick Axe Wolves, but But she's like, I don't want to fight Din at all. Like she's just like, and even in the season two, she was like first episode, she's, you should join us. You're good. And if I, you like, you should, come with us kind of thing even though she thinks he is like a crazy cultist she sees something in him yeah and that's what i like too that okay she's been mean calling his group a cult of yeah. siluts and children of the watch what? accurate she, really is it, is it the, but <laughs> it's been respectful enough not yes. to ask him to remove his helmet and also when she was taken to the covert she followed her way yeah, uh, even if it was challenging, and it might be have, might have been temporary at a certain point, but she followed the rules. <laughs> and you could see even at the moment when she was asked by the armorer to remove her helmet, she was, oh my God, I'm going to be thrown out of here because she a family and she was considered like a bunch, like they were by the hemp during those. Yeah, you see them sitting very close to each other. And I try not to think it's because oh. they want to have a medium shot or a close up. It's because they're so close. And then like, when Paz is during the pirate episode, when like yeah. then we need to go to Navarro, he does a little speech with the armor's hammer or whatever uh-huh. it is. And then Paz is like, these two. And I'm like, oh, I they know. Are- yeah, they're just that's like a combo, right? And I also another thing that I didn't mention is like, Dean is a brick, like you said, Bo invited him to join. But the way he interacts with her is different to all the other Mandalorians because the ones that know her know she's royalty, she's a leader, but he, do- he, he does not tr- treat her like that because he's not aware of her heritage. Like he knows, he's been told, but he didn't grow up knowing she's a Exactly. Free. So he's the only one who has tr- ever treated her like, quoting Delicate by the- Taylor Swift, you must like me for me. Bam! <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Not surprised at all. Yeah, we're um, Swifty, so yeah. Yeah, we're Swifties all the way. What I was gonna say? What do you think of the family dynamic? That is that part of the ship. Seeing how she interacts with Rogo too, does that add to it? Oh yes, of course. I thought it, if they did something, we have had some criticizing about the writing. Some choices were not 
the best, but I think if that, the way they portrayed how she did with Rogue was so beautiful because how they started, he was sitting on his pram on the back aside Mando, and at the end, he mm-hmm. was sitting on his, on her lap. He was so cute. It's, yeah, it's so it's Come on. So I think, and for a point of view, single parent with kid, seeing uh, a potential significant other engaging in a, such a nature with their kids is, is beautiful because you're not marrying or in those cases, you're not marrying only that the other person, but also the family with it. Yeah. So yeah. I thought it was a beautiful choice. And we know how important family is to the Mandalorians, especially the children. But yeah. Love when she like puts a little dart on his hand and he's, I am a baby. What's going on? And she's trying to be, it's okay. My dad was like, like, exactly. It's okay. Yeah. You're, I, I was like thinking your grandpa was like that. And it was like, oh, wow. Yeah. It was very cute. Yeah. I just, I love that she, how she talked to him too. I know probably a lot of that is just to get more exposition out. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's the way like Katie delivered the lines too, where she talked like, a little slowly and softer than she did to other characters. Yeah, and also it's now fair. that you mentioned that on the episode, on the chapter 18, The Minds of Mandalore, you could see it was very important how they portrayed a parallel between the way Mando did was talking to Grogu in the same mm-hmm. Like, this is the, you have to find your way around the galaxy. And he was talking to him, like teaching moment. And then you have the same with Bo-Katan and Grogu. Like she was, oh, you might be very good. How good are you with the force? I found with Jedi, you know. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, the same tone between both. And I just love that. Okay, so she's in the middle of her depression in that first episode of season yeah. one. He comes in and she's like tired of him. She just wants to be left alone because that's what happens when you're tired. But she yeah. tells him where the waters are. She even helps him, even though she's like, it's impossible or it's stupid, really. Yeah. But she still helps him. And then when she sees his ship again in the next episode, she's ah, oh, this guy. But when she sees that he's in danger, she's just like instantly. And Den knows that he can send his kid to her. I know. Even though Den's not the smartest always, but it's the closest, but still like... Grogu just popping up from the ship and going, yeah. And that's, that was one of my conflicts, how people would interpret that as scene because he asks for help and she reju- goes reluctantly. It's one minute. We saw a different scene because, of course, Grogu couldn't yeah, communicate. communicate. So Bo immediately asked the droid to get the data where the R5, they were, mm-hmm. they were. So she, into it like she assumed something had happened to to dan so she immediately went and well yeah she did not hesitate once she saw that it was only grogu there she's she put two and two together like didn't want to leave his kid something bad must have happened and the kid's freaking out okay yeah so okay she went straight to mandalore even though she's like it's i don't want to go back there i know of course because as you as we know those are traumatic Oh, that's so traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. Because back to your home that's been destroyed completely. I know. And for us as spectators, it's also because we saw the Clone Wars. We saw Mm -hmm. how Sundari was. And it's beautiful. Yes. Oh, ouch. That hurts. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have a favorite moment? Oh, my God. It's hard. It's hard. But I think 
it's been it's been changing. If you had asked me after watching chapter eleven, of course, the that interaction between them in the Gosanti freighter where she puts some tea up, we'll be up in a minute, and uh, another uh, and they yell at each other. They yell like, at each other like what we planned, and yeah. she's changed, and she gets it, in like, his face. This is the so way, like, yeah, and they're like well, the proximity. I love the way she goes. This is the way, like. She throws it back at him, him, like, it is what it is, do it. But I think the huge favorite would be the pledge. Because I know, we know Din is a man of few words. And those are the, like, criticism is, okay, if you don't show your face, mate, at least express yourself. Talk more. Talk more. But he's a man of few words. Is that a binge kind of guy? Like Mm -hmm. the book above it. But... Him saying such a beautiful quote, it's amazing. And I think also that what he tells her about, all I know about this weapon is what I, what you told me and what I value more is honor, character, and loyalty. Oh my God. And I think Katie Sackhoff does a lot of the, like with the face and the way. Yeah, she does a lot of work with that. Into her reaction to it. I know, those eyes, hard eyes. Oh my God. And, but... Other than that, I've enjoyed their interactions. For example, Guns for Hire gave a lot of like body, come body action, but they are, they were interacting like married couple, to be honest. Are you serious? Are you kicking a droid? Yeah. They're, but I love that. Of course, the pledge is like really high. Yeah. The, yeah. The Guns for Hire, they're just, I love just seeing them work together and just like the looks that she'll throw his way. When things happen. Yeah. And she kept looking at him through the whole episode. If you think about it, it was like, that's, I understand if people say, yeah, no, but you could see a lot of their expressions. It's not the way you normally look somebody, maybe a friend or whatnot. But you know what they should do is they should just get Pedro in a great screen room and we get like a Pedro view, face view, like they do with the Iron Man where you see his face under the helmet. And just yeah. have have it on the side so we can see, oh, this is what Dan is thinking during this scene. <laughs> no, why did John Favreau? You did Iron Man. Yeah, you why did that. Why don't you? What did you think about that? You could have given us that. Like, being like, which is looking at me. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Just blushing. I know. Don't blush. Okay. Yeah. And I also just want to see his face, like what, what he looks like when he's looking at Grogu. We think it would be adorable. I'm so proud. Half a proud. Yeah, and I remember when he took her to the covert and, oh, now you're redeemed too. And I was like, hey, you were supposed to help Dan to remove his helmet, not to cover your face. Yeah, I know. It's like, dude, it's the opposite of what I wanted because I want to see Katie's face too. I know. But again, speaking of that, another thing. She jumped instantly into the water when Ben did miss it. It felt like a bag of broth. I just realized, I thought something dragged him over and then I rewatched it. I'm like, he just fell. That's what happened. I know. I was, I, and yeah, it's like, what? But she immediately didn't hesitate. She went. She didn't yep. I love that. She's been saving him from the beginning, like right out of four. And that's the second time from water. I love it. And actually, now that you, you mentioned that, the first time, like the take my hand, I was just the verbal weight of massive talent. And there's a scene where. <laughs> Nicholas Cage is pulling Pedro. <laughs> like, oh, you're so heavy. No, like, hey, Mandalorians are strong because uh, I'm just pulled out of the out of the water without any problem. So 
Yeah, I watched the plane back from London from Celebration. I was like, Pedro will help me get through this flight. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was, I've been going through withdrawal, so that's been watching yeah. unbearable weight of massive talent and Riddick and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, so technically it's not canon, but do you think they ever will become canon? Okay, I think it has. I mean, from experience, being millennials, being that, hey, we've been exposed to this long seasons of we slow bird, slow bird, slow bird of experience episodes you would have. I think it has all the ingredients to become a slow burn if the creators choose to go that route yeah I and mean, i'm telling you kids didn't say don't know what it was like to have a will they one day type of couple and i know that even if i would have freaked out if something of romantic nature would have happened during this season i don't think it would have been the best choice to be honest no, they, they both have a lot going on right now exactly i think if you think about it from the point of view of dean jaren as we know him it took him three seasons to acknowledge Grogu as his son. It's okay, Grogu. It's, oh, it's okay, Grogu. We all knew. We all knew. But imagine, it's going to take a little while for him to acknowledge his feelings for Bo. And especially because he might, now she's the ruler of Mandalore, he might not feel worthy of her. And also, it would be interesting because we could see from her perspective what's a teen. She was in love with an extremely religious guy. But the difference is that here both are Mandalorians. And yeah, at least I got that. I know. And so perhaps there's a middle ground where they can meet each other at. So I see there's potential. Yeah, of course, they could go on a totally different direction and keep him like the lone wolf and cub. But with what they have established and the relationship between... Have they not made Grogu and Bo interacted the way they did? I would say, yeah, could be, it would, maybe it's not happening, but just seeing Bo and Grogu being the ones interacting in some way with the, the mythosaur, I'm thinking that a Grogu story in Mandalore is not over. So yeah. yeah. And he seems very attached to her. So yes, I don't think he'll let Din keep him away for too long and be like, I know you want to see her too. So let's go visit. Yeah, and go to the cabin. Exactly. They can go to the cabin. And uh, if you think about it, the whole season was Dean trying to fix IG-11. And let's remember what IG-11 ended up being a babysitter. So, hey, you can have some adult time with, bo with both. And also, I know some people have said, oh, this could be, had been a serious finale because he's just happy with his son. But if we think about it, this is the cabin is just a place to lay low between adventures. And what he's, of course, the plot, the script didn't put it clearly, but why Mandalore is not safe yet. They started rebuilding, but we saw the reaction from the warlords, the other uh, imperials in the Shadow Council. They were not like happy to have Mandalore back into the game. If he's helping, he would be like the first line of defense then. Yeah. To help what we know from rebels and later stuff is that the empire is very scared of Mandalore because you got a whole like culture of warriors you can fight very well and it'd yes. be very easy. Like Bo was saying, if we didn't fight each other, we could have beat the empire by now. Exactly, it's the whole thing, and the empire knows it. 
So that's why they were subjugated first, really. So being ran from rebels went to Imperial Academy on Mandalore. So they were like, they're pretty, they were up and running pretty fast in Mandalore because they knew they had to control them. Exactly. So I think, and also for A, where are the funds? How are they going to, how are going to pay all the reconstruction? A, the New Republic is paying. And also something that they are were said is that they, were like bounty hunting or not to get funds to get the armor for the, the pieces. So yeah, it makes sense that there's a way, hey, like you have to work, guy. Yeah, because like all the money was, and the money, and also the Eskar that didn't, part of it was going to the cult, the children of the watch, but that was going to the actual children. Yes. Too. So they're all looking out for them. I didn't have this on the list, but have you been seeing the fandom grow one? Yeah. The, yes. I'm actually work big. And there's a lot of work. Yes. And there's a Discord out there that it's a lot. There's actually a Discord prompt going for more fics. And already people talking about AUs and such. I think when you start seeing on the fiction, it's like a modern AUs and whatnot. Okay. This is going in the right direction. And I'm enjoying that. One thing, of course, and I know. We might think of, we might talk about different things, different ships, my bad. And yeah. I've seen a lot of attacks, unfortunately, against. It always happens. It, it always happens. happens. Every ship. Like I, okay, again, I don't like talking about Harry Potter too much because I'm over it now because of obvious reasons. I'll just reason, But yeah. it was a big, the fandom was a big part of my childhood. And I vividly remember Harry and Hermione and Rod and Hermione like shit fight. People would be so mean to oh each my other. God. And it's just, Hermione should be with Ron. No, Hermione should be with Harry. And it's just like being really snarky and mean. And I'm like, why can't we all get along? I know. And at the end of the day, it's chip whatever you want to chip. And I think the reason behind those attacks is that, as you see, if it's just a random character that interacts, briefly with Dean, especially. I know Geeky Waffle, the video, the fandom bicycle, literally Dean. But I think when you see that one ship has more possibilities to become a canon, it's when you see the attack. But I want to say that the community, the growing community of the Dimbo fandom has been really respectful, not engaging, not engaging. Hey, we're just doing this for fun. Just yeah, wanna- it's all fun. People writing things for free. We're just enjoying stuff. And honestly, like I ship Din and Bo, but I also kind of ship Din and Cobb Band. I think they're super cute. And that happens. Again, it's Timothy Oliphant, just like Katie, like these looks that they give him and just they're doing because they're just gorgeous human beings. So you're like, they're cute together, too, kind of thing. But yeah, Mm -hmm. Din has two hands. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, no, that's a fun of fandom. And Fun of shipping, especially when this character doesn't have a canonical love interest. There's, he's got options, but right Absolutely. now, like his main relationship is with his son and being a good dad, which he's yes. trying really hard. I know. Okay. So anything else about Bowden, Dimbo? I just um, think they're fun to say. Yeah. I, I'm now that you mentioned fandom, other fandoms, I have to be honest. When I, started we saw Bo Katan in live action and I saw the this a relationship between them. I was a little bit projecting on my 
Daenerys Targaryen, Jon Snow, because I saw a lot of parallels between both mm -hmm. characters. If you think about it, Bo-Katan is the, like a Daenerys Targaryen of this, of the galaxy far, far away. And Din Djarin is like such a Jon Snow, but in a good way, not. And I was, that was one of my fears for this season. I have to be honest. I was like, hope they don't do a season eight of Game of Thrones, like chilling her I, or just making not want her to be the enemy turn. Uh, the Mad Queen or stuff like that. Yeah, I the Mad Queen trope. I saw that there were a lot of possibilities and I enjoyed what they did. Even if it's at least they're alive to be yeah. happy. What's that like? Having characters be happy? I, I didn't know that could happen. Exactly. And especially because we are aware that there's few, like more storylines coming with Ahsoka, with the Mando movie, the movie from Piloni that yeah. we are wondering, like, hey, what's going to happen? Are we going to lose characters or what? So at least they this moment, they're being happy. Katie is such a draw. I think she has to be in that movie. Oh, we already course. know. We already know Dane and Grogu are definitely going to be in it. But like. They already have... Okay, so Din is working for the New Republic, which means he, he might show up in Ahsoka because Hera and Sabine work for the New Republic, and so does Zeb, and Zeb's part of the Ghost Crew. And then we know Bo-Katan is still in contact with Ahsoka. Yes. Like, she knew where she was. Like, she's... I know. They're, right? they're having, like, hollow calls, you know? They're BFF still, which yes. I think is... That's awesome. And so there's that connection. So Din and Bo connected connected they're all connected yes i love that invisible string by taylor norhal thank you so much for joining me on the very first glup shippo spinoff episode i'm so happy we could talk some boden because you have converted me i'm the yes. convert i'm gonna put a helmet on and keep it on <laughs> oh my god yes i need some living waters or whatever i don't know but yeah so yeah everyone just have fun it's fun fandom's fun and made the waffles be with you.